Everybody, welcome into the Fortress of Comic Two podcast. My name is Tyler. Hi, Mary. I'm Aaron. And I'm Kylie. This is a new uh, series we're going to be doing, which is going to be a issue by issue analysis of Watchmen, the original 1980. Who gives a fuck, Watchmen? Watchmen. Watchmen. Just kidding. I have the date. 86. Yeah, started in 86. Anyways, um, a couple months ago, we answered the question, "Who watches the Watchmen?" It was us. But now we're going to read the Watchmen. We watched the movie, oh. we talked about the movie, and now we're going to read. Who reads The Watchmen? So the answer is also us. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, if you're going to follow with us. <laughs> exactly. Um, first thing, though, off the bat was, this is something that uh, we'd kind of talked about off mic and everything. That, so that there, usually we do reviews for all of the comic book movies that come out throughout the year, at least most of them. I think we did every, every one but Hellboy last year was the only one we didn't do. Um which it sounds like we we and I watched Hellboy and as a person who actually read the comic books, I they did fun. a very good job. Huh. Rotten Tomatoes disagrees. We all realize that. Not saying they're like the aficionados. Most of the people I talked to about that, the people who read the comics mm. liked the movie. The people who didn't didn't. Care mm-hmm. for it. And I have to admit, I like the soundtrack and I like the movie. It was fast paced. I thought the trailers looked cool, honestly. Oh no, <laughs> no, the trailers looked like oh. it was gonna suck. I thought the trailers looked cool. Oh, this looks half decent, Mary. and I never saw it, so obviously. That's not cool. Listen, I don't have a lot of opinions on movies except for good opinions. <laughs> and oh. when it comes to trailers, watch. <laughs> she's like, she's like, when it comes I to movies, realize. I pretty much like everything I've ever seen. But when you show me a fucking trailer, <laughs> I was like, I didn't know this was a thing. Because Mary, we may have to disagree on. But on there's, this. anyways, there's a couple of comic sorry, book sorry movies coming it. out this year that I was kind of on the fence about doing because there are movies that number one. I wasn't super anxious to see because normally when we do a review, it's all we, about you. We will know, but the 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 thing is, is when we do a review, we have to, we make sure that we see it opening night so that way we can have the review up by the end of opening weekend because if you do it you know a week or two later nobody cares right so all of these were movies that's like am i gonna really want to be in a rush to see these and there are also movies that (laughs) no we're doing we're definitely doing birds of prey we are 100 doing birds of prey Um, why i'm not excited for that one either but uh uh, no i'm not excited for i'm just saying we're doing it i know i'm just saying (laughs) well it has uh, chick and chick powers they were uh they were also movies that I also just I all, I feel like they're not going to perform very well, which means that the podcast episodes that? don't typically perform very well. So uh, basically, we're gonna you know put it out to you guys. If if you guys tweet at us or comment on Facebook or send us messages or whatever, and letting us know that you guys want us to review uh, Bloodshot and Morbius and fucking New Mutants and like hey. some of those movies that aren't going to be as highly you know what I mean, Aaron. New Mutants, you don't think it's going to be highly watched? No. Isn't it supposed to be like the actual horror movie or something like it's that? Supposed to be a horror I think movie. X-Men fans will mm. go see it, but I think most people will know, oh, it's the last movie of the Fox stuff. Know, it's not connected to any of the Marvel one, stuff. I it's not going to matter. I don't know. I think you're you're going on I that nerd. Yeah, I'm with Kylie. Um, 
our Dark Phoenix episode didn't perform very well. Because I think it's for that same reason. People were like, this, this is the last one. It's the not going to matter. With you, it's well, all no, about the numbers but, with him. No, no but, just kidding. It, 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 it's, Why it's waste our be, time if we're not going to get the numbers? Well, it's, <laughs> also, it's like thing. voting it, with your dollar. It's got to, well, no, that, it's that too. But it's also, it's got to be one or the other, right? If, if, if it's a movie it's I really want to see, but I don't think people will care about or whatever, like if we if we just want to watch it and, and talk about it, then we will. But if it's, or if it's like, it's a movie we don't really care about, but we do think it's going to be big, then we still got to go see it and watch it. But like, like Birds of Prey. But if it, exa- exactly. That, that's, and that's why Birds of Prey gets a pass. So but I, it, it, it's, it's not going to get a pass. I was, I was just shitting with you. I don't care one way or another. But Basically what I'm saying is if you guys want to hear us talk about these movies when they come out, let you us have to know. let us know. Because a movie like Morbius is one of those like, like I could wait a couple weeks to see that fucking thing. Months? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Seriously. Like I don't know, but like Venom was huge. Like our Venom episode did really well. So really? we'll definitely we will definitely that do back. That was a really bad movie though. I know. But it's Venom. Like it's a I, I don't enjoyed know. it. Venom's a huge character. <laughs> I like People are gonna it. be like, who the fuck is Morbius? <laughs> hey, it's well, Jared Leto and he's pretty. Well no, he's not that he glimmers in the sun. Like at least pe- people know who Venom is. Like people know who Jared Leto is. Do they? Well, nah. maybe it's not Jared. Maybe <laughs> I it is. Not. I'll admit. Wait, I did not know who Jared Leto was. Wait, did you see the Morbius trailer? No. Miss Trailer Whisperer? No, no, I, I don't really. Seen it. I don't, People I don't, know who Vin Diesel is, but they don't really know who go Bloodshot out and watch is. So it's like, oh, no one knows who Bloodshot is. You know? like and then it, again, the New Mutants. It's none of the characters Wait that any second. of the general audience is going to know. How so. do you not want to go see the anything with Vin Diesel? It's kind of fun. How did you? Are you gonna yeah, I mean, skip it, it that? It can be fun. It can be fun. Come Did you on. see the pacifier? <laughs> I actually the pacifier. I haven't I seen it, somebody. but I heard I heard it was actually kind of fun. But <laughs> I don't was. know. It's a nice oh, family. Com- I saw the rock. tooth fairy, but I think that was the rock. That was that the was rock. rock. I did they not. They also watch made that a second one. one with Larry the Cable Guy. What? Because they couldn't get the rock to come back. <laughs> well, yeah. So we're gonna so go for the you, next. You replay. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. Right? Closest actor possible to the rock. Obviously, is Larry the cable yeah. guy. Oh my God. So, anyways, if you know, if, if enough of you guys want us to do it, then like, obviously, I'm not gonna say no. Like, if people really want to hear us talk about those movies, then we'll do it. We'll we'll do what we gotta do. And but, we know you all want to see New Mutants and hear us talk about it. So, so and like, pick and choose. Like, say, hey, I don't care about this one, but do this. Or like, like let us know which movies for sure. Like, now, what if this comes out and people say, "Fuck Birds of Prey," we don't want to hear that. <gasps> if oh. if we got a, if we got like an overwhelming if we got amount, then response, sure. Then sure. Okay, people, you heard it. <laughs> Kylie, <laughs> you cannot make fake accounts for this. That sounds like Kylie's, too much Kylie's burner accounts. <laughs> so wait, well, Trash what? talking his own podcast. <laughs> Fuck you guys, you birds pray. Except for Kylie, that guy's pretty cool. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. What's the movie that we're what? reviewing? Um, what movie well, that you didn't like, want to I mean, watch? We're, we're going to do... We're no. gonna do. He doesn't want to watch Birds of Prey. He Suicides. doesn't want to watch Morbius. Suicide. Squad. I don't want to watch. Okay, sorry. Honey. I don't really care. But I mean, we're gonna do like Black Widow. We're probably gonna end up doing Birds of Prey. Like, like yeah, like, I so use the Black Widow. We'll do Eternals and like all the like all that bigger shit. Of course, and we're with gonna my do. So I'm talking excited, about the more like off radar shit that. What? Venom 2 is coming out because the they're rushing huge. that motherfucker. It there, was. There, there's there's one troll on the internet that thinks the X-Men's the best uh, superhero franchise ever. Well, that guy sucks. <laughs> As in, I'm not excited. Uh, really? You're not, not excited about Black Widow? No, no, That guy really. sucks and he probably deleted me on Facebook. it should have came oh, out yeah. earlier. should have came out sooner. Males, it doesn't matter anymore. Why? You you really not going to go for Black Widow? Is it the timeline that just ends it's it for you? It's the timeline. She's dead. 
I don't care about her anymore. Oh, I do. Well, <laughs> Kylie. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's why you're wrong. <laughs> this is it. She purdy. So yeah, we kind of care about her because she purdy. Got I Rachel Wise is in there. She's okay, gorgeous. Okay, so I was Cooper from Stranger Things. Oh, Wonder Woman's also oh, coming out this was... year. That's another one we're gonna have oh, to do. Oh, Wonder Woman. No one cares about that, that one. We're gonna have to do. That looks horrible. Oh. You think? Oh. oh yeah. I think it looks pretty cool. Oh. I haven't seen anything about it. The first one was not. I, I really enjoyed the it. first Anyways, Wonder Woman movie. This was okay. supposed to be a quick. <laughs> oh, this was supposed to be a quick top of the episode kind so, of thing. Okay, I like to point out Kylie doesn't like period pieces, and so Wonder Woman for him. Anything? No, I like. I don't like war movies. The movie takes place on her period. Yes, <laughs> that's why she's Shut angry. Up. I'm kidding you. It's it's the menses cycle. For, all I'm saying is. What? Going back to that we get on that. Menstrual strikes back. Because yeah, gonna, but anyways, Black Widow. I was this. with you a little bit on this. Don't edit it. I was with you a little bit on <laughs> Black Widow. So because I was worried about the timeline. But I think there is an opening after Winter Soldier. Everybody pondered what she was going to do, right? Because all of her aliases were nixed. Mm -hmm. I think it's an actual viable timeline for her, but I'm with you because yeah. I really dislike when yeah. things end. I'm if not you, very If you really wanted me to care, you should have put it out when it was oh, supposed it's to. It's, well, it's one of those things where like, it's kind of dumb, but like if the movie comes out and it's good, no one's gonna care. So yeah. like, true. Just just make sure the movie's good. I'm excited to see. It. The more I, I see of it, the more I'm like, yeah. hey, this looks pretty cool. But I can understand the timeline because it's one thing I was interested in what she was going to do when all when all of her aliases were dead. Mm. But I I get it because sometimes when things happen like that, I lose interest. In so let us hear from you people. Let us let us hear you people. You, you fucking people. people. You know who's who I'm talking about. <laughs> talking about Mary. Not Mary. those ones. Let You're the know. good ones. It's those other ones. <laughs> you know which ones I'm talking about. Anyways, Watchmen. <sighs> You're so excited. <sighs> oh my god. You ready for 12 months? We're going to do the most original thing We're and talk about Watchmen because no one has ever Oh, I guess that's true. That's true. Christmas magic. It's almost like we started it the first month of the year to, to do a 12 issue series oh. like it was planned out from the beginning. What? It works so was it? Well. Huh? No, I actually just, oh. it's pretty, pretty <laughs> I was awesome. Like you guys Doomsday Clock just happened to end in December. So. <laughs> We're going to do the most original thing and talk about Watchmen because no one on the internet on any YouTube channel or podcast has ever talked about Watchmen. Never. Got, Never been my, done. I got my first printing here. Look at that. Oh, first printing. Aren't you very awesome, dude? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, so Watchmen was, of course, written by Alan Moore mm -mm. and drawn by Dave Gibbons. John Higgins does the coloring in this book, which is also amazing. It um, is beautiful. I don't think the colors gets nearly enough credit because I think it's part of, like, it's definitely a huge part of the look of this book. But, is I mean, there a lot of colorists now, or is that kind of a thing of the past? Um, um, why would it be a thing of the past? With uh, computers and everything, do they really need colors? It's all digital now, yeah. Yeah. Oh. But, I mean, does that make sense? But they still color, still color it. But I meant... Okay, sorry. So we're covering Watchmen issue one. It was originally released on August 31st, 1986. Published, of course, by DC. <laughs> um, yeah. What was your favorite cover? Oh, that's fucking hard, man. <laughs> Wait, there was more than this cover? No, there wasn't. Oh. Oh, was, I thought, I thought it's you were a doomsday just, clock. Oh, I thought you were just talking about all of them. <laughs> oh, no, of the no, whole no, series. No. I didn't get the joke. Now, Watchmen. And Th I, this one's easy just because it's so iconic. Oh, the Watchmen yeah. number one cover is so iconic. And all of the issues, the the cover of every issue of Watchmen was just a zoomed in 
picture of the very first panel of each issue. Is it really? Yeah. Is that why you like the more well, simplistic ones? Because they were kind of like more zoomed in. And Does Doomsday Clock like that too? I read that somewhere, yeah. Yeah, fucking go back and look at these. I know. I was actually thinking the same thing. I'm like, son of a bitch. If they did it here, there's no way they didn't repeat it in Doomsday Club. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, all right, yeah. I didn't even read Doomsday. I'm pretty Clock sure Jeff Johns beats off yes. to do, to Watchmen. Like, uh, he, so lots of people. Yeah, it's a pretty easy book to beat off to. Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> things got real. <laughs> oh, things got real. Okay. Why thank you. <laughs> We, of course, open up with Rorschach's journal, the monologue. Um, it's impossible to read this without hearing the guy's voice from the movie at this point. Rorschach's journal. But what if you read it before the movie came I don't know what voice you had in your head, but it was definitely replaced by that guy's voice. Mm. I'm with you on that, because I, I heard a lot of... Dog them. crossing in the alley. <laughs> 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 and then when you see his little red Mick, Mickey Mouse is Rorschach in Kyrie's universe. <laughs> He's yeah. like, he's this little freckled ginger guy. Like, yeah. Rorschach's <laughs> <laughs> journal. October 12th, 1985. Oh, gosh. Here we go. I just really wanted him to be Australian for some reason. <laughs> no. It's the it's the cool, gravelly Batman type voice. So did you notice as... Okay, so I've read this comic Well, that's good because we're talking about it. Well, yeah, jackass. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is after a while, I'm so used to trying to find hidden things that I look for hidden things that possibly sure. may not be there. So, like, at the very top of that, the little uh, truck in the... No, that's I noticed that this time around. What's the triangle for? It's, is it's, that, a, it's, it's a, Aussie. It's Vite's truck. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh. Aussie Mendes. Yeah. Because I'm that, like, I was like, am oh, I, is yeah. that, like, I'm crazy? He's but driving think... past the dead body that he just killed. Rorschach's literally walking out of his journal page here. Which is awesome. But it's stuff you wouldn't okay, know. Okay, because I was wondering it, if you know? that had to have been something. It's also worth noting that Mary had never read, has never read Watchmen up to this uh-uh. point. So did she you, has. So did you wait. like this issue? I did. I really so did. She has yeah. now read as she won, but has not read anymore. So it she's is crazy be... how. How accurate the movie was. Yes. Oh, yeah. You I really get an appreciation for the movie once you read the book. Yeah. Because you see, like, how fucking close they got. It was very impressive, right? There was a lot of things. Um. Rorschach's going on and on about like the scum of the of the city. Um, and this is tame, right? I yeah. Mean, I, even for Rorschach, this is pretty tame. There's the there's the uh, the the famous line where he's like, "They'll all look up and shout, save us,' and I'll look down and whisper, no. which is like brilliantly delivered in the movie. Um, we're gonna talk about the movie a lot, just so you know. <laughs> also, just like comparing scenes from the book to the movie, and also pointing out some of the differences. Because that there are some things that the movie didn't do, and obviously the ending's pretty different. But we'll point out some of those as we go. There's like the two uh, detectives that are up in the comedian's apartment. Those, wow, that's a big drop. They all smoke back then. Tons of smoking in their crime scene. Oh yeah, was there like a requirement to be a cop back then? Have you ever watched any of those old crime TV shows? I know, shows? but I'm just saying it's dust in the old crime scene. It's also uh, it's the something to point out with comic books. It's usually just the, like yellow and red and blue were the colors. Mm-hmm. This is one they really tried to mix up. They tried to use oranges and purples. Oh, okay. And different different colors than than the norm. Um, so that the, they're basically talking about like uh, 
it would have taken at least, you know, two people or one super like steroided up guy to break down the door because the comedian had a chain on the door and everything. Um, and they're trying to figure out, you know, like, do you think this is just like a robbery? There's some money missing or whatever, but this feels a little overboard for just a simple burglary. Obviously somebody had it out for this guy. Little do they know. Little do they know. <laughs> yep. And, uh, they're talking, they're also talking about the, the comedian, you know, I mean, they don't know he's a comedian, but, uh, Blake is like a pretty in fit, in shape, I guess, guy for his age. So they're talking, yeah. so they're talking like, well, he, he seems like he would have put up a fight. And also the the glass is also quite thick. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that he could have tripped out the window. He would have had to have been thrown. Um, I know we brought this up on the podcast where we did, where we looked back and talked about the movie as well. But just in case you didn't listen to that, um, one of the big things right off the bat is the, in the movie, we actually do get the fight scene mm-hmm. and see the, the death of the comedian where here we kind of just get little flashes of it and we start at the aftermath. Um, it's one of the awesome additions of the movie that I really enjoy. And also you get the awesome time as a change in opening credit oh, scene yeah. in the movie. Well, and I, I have to admit, someone who grew up in the 80s, I was <laughs> someone who... I. I know this doesn't really matter to a lot of people, but it's the time and the technology difference. So this is, the story is in like 77, you know, they have this, the Keen Act, right? Is That's in, when it was passed. Yeah. Right. Keen Act was in 77. But so, this, this takes place in 85. 85. Yeah. So I would have been, I don't know, like 11, maybe in Don't 85? date yourself there. Oh no, that's fine. I'm old. We're old. But the interesting thing is if you watch the movie, the technology to make the movie, of course, is so high tech. And they kind of didn't really, you still felt it wasn't like 85 in the movie. But if you look at the television he's watching, the way the room is, you know, there is some high tech items in this comic book but at the same time it was 85 so i'm mm-hmm. always fascinated with technology and how certain things are very high tech other things are not and in the movie they did that as well but because i'm older i'm always like the concepts of this book even made as what timeline it was is still very high tech like they thought mm-hmm. way ahead of the time it was just kind of like watching aliens with all the flashing lights on them <laughs> And I also love that it's set where it is. And I also think that's a crucial part of what makes the book what yeah. it was. Because before they greenlit the Zack Snyder version of the movie, they were originally going to adapt it, Watchmen, but they were going to set it around 9-11 time and like have that kind of kickstart. And they were going to really? set it in the 2000s, which that. that script never got off. There was a script for it, but it never got, you know, obviously they ended up going with Zack Snyder and just adapting the book as it was. But I don't think... It works as well if you take this out of the 80s and move it somewhere. Like, it, it feels yeah. like it all works the way it does because of, like, it, it was just all of the things hitting at once. It was the right thing at the right time. But do you think it felt like the 80s when you watched the movie? I mean, it's hard because, like, obviously Mary and I didn't live in the 80s, so it's not like, like oh, yeah, it was like that. But, but, it, did, yeah. but, but it feels like that's a, that's a the setting is a character in the movie almost. Like, mm-hmm. it, it feels like okay, it needs to take place in that time. I just don't know how well it works if you move it. I just, for me, I guess maybe it was a dichotomy. I don't know if you notice this. When you watch, like, Star Wars or Aliens, the visuals are almost, it's not gritty, but it's not necessarily the same. And with... This one, it was smooth. Not polished. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This yeah, yeah. one was so polished, whether or not the technology looked like the mm-hmm. 80s, the feel of the movie and the way it beautiful. I don't know, those, those street scenes and stuff, it, it's, it okay. seems like it was in, a, in, in its own I get you era, there, yeah. You know? But the, I, I see what you're talking about with the polishedness of it. Honestly. Yeah, it like it almost moves you out of that and then you see a computer and it has like the little bits yeah. in the back and you're like, wait a second. Everyone's got the old tube television still. <laughs> yeah. um, the detectives are talking about like, maybe we should just, you know, kind of turn a blind eye to this. Like, no use really figuring out who did it, who cares, whatever. Um, and they're like, we also don't need to get any masked people involved. And he's like, yeah, the one guy's like, they're all gone anyways. If that, or they work for the government. And the one guy's like, well, Rorschach's still walking around. And of course they walk right past uh, Rorschach. Again, if you're reading this back in 86, you you don't know that. Yeah. So my question is, is why do you think the cops let it go so easily? I think they're trying to, Alan Moore's trying to show the corruption (gasps) of Mary. (laughs) Alan Moore's trying to show how corrupted the cops are because they Oh, well, I didn't think they yeah. were cool. Well, I mean, obviously they don't care because earlier on during the day when he walks past with his sign, mm. the button is right there in the blood yeah. uh, in the gutter. He comes back at night and the button is still there. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the cops did they not didn't even do anything. take the effort to. I think to... like Watchmen doesn't really have like a, a main character or a or a POV character, but Rorschach is the closest thing to that. Mm. And so I think Alan Moore is trying to show you this majority of the story through Rorschach's point of view. So the cops are lazy. They're, they're, you know what I mean? It, the, he's trying to put that idea in your head that these cops are no good. That's why Rorschach has to do what he does because they can't trust the, the uh, police to do their jobs kind of a thing. So, okay. I can see that, but I don't know. For some reason, I just thought they all seem, maybe it's because they're older cops are not as go getters. That they've seen enough, but for me, it was l- kind of like they let it go a little bit too easy, and I don't know if that was just, you know, Maybe a choice. The times were. I kind of hate how the go-to, like two, like detective tandem. Anytime, like you need like two cop characters, it's always like a tall, skinny guy, a shorter, chubby guy, yeah. all the time. It's like those are the hey, two guys. Same Twitch, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, it, odds are you're gonna get a tall guy. Like every 50, time, 50, though. Man. Like, there's never just, like, two dudes that, like, medium height and, like, weight. Or, like, you know what I mean? It's always that contrast, I guess. And they're always white. Fucking That's white also people. true. That is also God very true. damn it. <clears throat> I this, love these This book is actually panels. very, very white. It is, yes. <laughs> well, isn't Alan There's, like, Alan two black Moore? characters in the whole book. <laughs> yeah. Isn't Alan Moore white? Sure. Yeah, I think races tend to draw more of their own. Uh, I'm sorry. Dave Gibbons is also white. God damn it, white people. God damn, white people. We piss people off. I did like the 25 cents on the tax cap. That was so adorable. I can't remember last time. (laughs) were 25 25 cents. This is honestly one of my favorite pages from the whole book, just because it's a silent page, and it's just Rorschach walking up, picking up the button, you know, grabbing his little grappling gun thing and hooking himself up to the to the balcony. It's just it's an awesome it's one of those things where it's like if you could own a page, it's like this that would be a, a kick ass page to own. Why the purple pants, you think? His suit. Purple, purple pinstripe pants. I know, it's very classy. I love it. They didn't go for the purple pants in the movie, did they? I don't think so. Mm-mm. I can't remember. I, I think they were brown. I don't know. Well, no, because I have the action figure for the movie, and the action figure for the movie has purple pants. Huh. Uh, maybe we'll go watch it right now. <laughs> we'll see you guys in about three hours. <laughs> I, <laughs> good point. <laughs> uh, Rorschach's investigating the apartment and everything. That's he, a, iconic. 
Oh, uh, was, way well. I caught Paige. Can I ask you guys, were these individuals super strength? In the comic book, no. Because in the movie, they they made them out to be a little more. Because I mean, they're punching through walls. Because I mean, if you look at Rorschach, I know there's really super strong people out there. But are you shitting me? I mean, if I thought they may oh, have. In, a, like, are you talking real life? Yeah. Or? Well, I mean, look, he's climbing up that. That takes a lot of strength. I was wondering. They do if, that in the army. Man. Well, they I mean, if you if, if you had a grappling gun and like pulled tried to pull yourself up, it'd probably like pull your shoulder out of its socket or something. I, I was high. just wondering. I don't know. It, it makes a little sense because. Oh, to me, it looks. Like I mean, he's if climbing. you fell, yeah, but if you're just pulling on it, you're not going to pull your own <laughs> out. You don't I'm think just so? saying no. People do that. Yeah, people looks like he's climb, just repelling up the wall. Not I'm just saying, repelling, climbing up the wall, climbing, and it seems like a lot of energy. But I, I was wondering <laughs> but, but, if, but for real, <laughs> but, but did these, hey, did these people not thing. have superpowers in Watchmen? Did they um, not? A- Adrian is the only one that's supposed to like they. They kind of imply that he's like modified his body and stuff through like different. I don't want to say drugs, but I guess kind of drugs. Genetic experience. Yeah, exactly. Experience. And then obviously Dr. Manhattan yeah. can do everything. But That's I think true. I think everybody else is supposed to be normal, but obviously none of them are. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, you know. Um, Rorschach goes to the wardrobe mm, and, and finds, finds a secret place. Yeah, and finds one Armenian's of the most famous. Shit. I love that panel. Oh, of him chilling in the window. Oh, that is it's, a it's very amazing. cool I liked pen. how he used the hanger to, uh, to, to figure out that there was something hidden in the closet. And I always like his, what does he say? There's mer, and then there's huh. Yeah. His little. And then on the next page, it's her. Yes, that was the one. It was like her. Um, here we get to meet uh, Hollis Mason and uh, Dan Dryberg, which is the original Night Owl and the second generation Night Owl. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having their beer night and reminiscing over old stories and. Hollis Mason's talking about how he ran into one of his old villains, but then they traded addresses and they caught up. And He's shit. a nice guy. He's a, he got clean. <laughs> so I did have a question. I am so sorry. I don't mean to off topic. Okay. I'm always fascinated about the realities of like of cops and everything. So he took all of this stuff out of the closet and laid it on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. Did he put it away? Or did he leave it? Which means the cops would Does have found. Well, in this version, we don't see the cops come back. But yeah. in, the, in, the, in the movie version, the cops he, he knocks the cops, the cops bust him while yeah. he's looking through the closet. The cops come back in okay. and they catch so him. So I am with Kylie because we need this. an action beat there. And I hate to say it, it doesn't matter really in the comic book. But as someone who's really super anal retentive and not really, I'm always curious if the cops came back, they would have figured it out. They right? wouldn't have cared. I, I, that's that's what mm. I got from what we've learned about the cops earlier on. They, they they're lazy probably, and they don't want to kick up dust. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah. And then it has to ponder is why did take that all and lay it out on the carpet as well? It's like it's true. He's not in his right he's, mind. Aaron. You have a very. I'm just okay. Moving on, but Hollis, he seems like a general old like. Leave it to Beaver kind of guy. Looks exactly like the guy that plays him in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well played. Which obviously this came out first, so like they casted a dude that looks exactly like that. Which I mean, to be fair, I think almost all I I love the cast in in the movie. Yeah. Um, I think they all look really really close. I mean, it's hard to even look at those like comedian pages and not think of Jeffrey Dean Morgan when I see the comedian. So, right on, right on. Um. They uh, 
so Dan's like, oh, it's past midnight. I got to head home. So he leaves Hollis and there's... And there's a... Who the watches Griffin. the Watchmen? Yep. Yeah, on the wall. Which is something you're going to see several more times. Dan comes home to find Rorschach in his kitchen. Beans. <laughs> eating the beans. beans. <clears throat> yep. This is the line that we laughed about from the movie where he's like, do you want me to eat those up for you? He's like, no, fine like this. It's great. Um... I love the, I love like Rorschach's like fucked up sense of humor where he's like, he, he shows him the button and he was like, what did they spill on this? Bean juice? He's like, yeah. Yeah, human bean juice. Ha ha. That's the kind of shit Rorschach finds funny. He's <laughs> like, the button belonged to the comedian. Blood too. And, uh, Dan gets really like weirded out out of nowhere where he's like, let's go talk about this downstairs. I, I, he's like, he says something like, I feel uneasy up here. Um, I, exposed up here. And I, and I can get that, especially if you've got like a little bat cave down below. Yeah, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Let's go talk business down. How has nobody found that though? If there's like a fucking big tunnel that just leads out <laughs> well, somewhere. Hey, that's true. On. And doesn't it say, I could have missed it. Doesn't, didn't it say like he owns the first floor? floors or something like, maybe that's what it was um i can't remember but uh yeah does it ever explain why the rorschach's mask moves because it's a rorschach. it's i don't know but it's cool but again <laughs> this is the, the thing and i love like, that they pulled it off in the movie like oh a, i know right well played on there but i just wondered like does it yeah no do they I have to green screen that whole thing obviously i guess I for the mask imagine, yeah and I do think it's just kind of sad. Like, they're all, there is that internal angst for all of them. But it was when he walked away and he's like, you quit. And then oh, he yeah. felt really sad and went Love back. Love that line. Mm-hmm. I, I pointed that out in the movie podcast as well. But, yeah, the line of like, you know, yeah, whatever happened to those good times? He's like, you quit. And then it's just like the, like, sad, depressing. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just, he sits there with his little happy button. Um, well, first, Dan gets really upset at him because Rorschach starts implying that maybe Hollis Mason has something to do with <laughs> I'm a lot old man death. when formed. He's like, he said some pretty fucked up stuff about him in that book he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which we'll also get to read a little bit of in this issue as well. Um, but Rorschach is implying that there may be a, a mass killer out there that's trying to take out all the old superheroes. And um, It's interesting that he jumps to that so quickly. It's yeah, also right? it's also interesting to show like how on edge Rorschach is just by the fact of like Dan being like, isn't that a little paranoid? He's like, paranoid? Is that what they're saying about me now? It's like like in this first issue they're letting you know like, oh Rorschach's a fucked up like he's a dude on the brink. So and based on this, and I don't know why I didn't grasp this earlier, is no one knew he was the comedian, Blake. So even yeah. Rorschach didn't know. No, and for some reason, I just maybe it's because I think Rorschach knows anything. So in theory, this was just as a biggest surprise to him. So he was putting pieces together very quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like the TV show when the Minutemen were all together. There, nobody knew there was those couple mm. of people, but nobody knew. Who was well, and like and like, okay, uh, you're right. Dan and Rorschach know who each other were because they like they implied they they said they were partners back in the day, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. Like they know. Like so I don't do think, think yeah, they were as close. Because it's not to the like comedian. the CW shows where all your inner circle knows who. We have the to have a team of fifteen people. So that, does so, but throwing some shade. At does the CW. Dan really know? Does uh, 
Night Owl really know who Rorschach is? Though? No. No, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody okay, knows. that's what I was like. Oh, sorry. That's I the one like... guarantee is that he does not know. Okay. He is not known. That's Somebody what I probably would have turned him in by this point if, yeah. if any of them had known, to be Based honest. Based on the smell alone. Um, I love that Rorschach goes down to Happy Harry's. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> oh. And like. And Happy the... Harry is scared. Yeah. 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 Very the... scared. I love that Rorschach refers to him as Happy Harry. Where he's like, how are you, Rorschach? He's like, I'm fine, Happy Harry, yourself. <laughs> like, Harry's not good enough. <laughs> and Harry's like really just thrown off where he's like, you know, it's good. We're, we're, we're all good. Don't kill anybody. Please don't kill anybody. <laughs> Please. And then some asshole like has to like make a remark. Oh it's wait! Like, it's like, oh dude, why? It says something about his friends, doesn't he? And he's like, oh, he well, has he's, friends. He's saying he's like, you know, man, Edward Blake was killed. He was a friend of mine. Who knows about it? And he's like, you have friends. And the guy goes, he must have changed. He must have put on deodorant <laughs> or something if he has friends. And it's like, oh dude, why? Why would you do that? So I don't know about you guys, but I was giggling at the. Kylie was like, what are you laughing at? It's the, I'm sure she cheats on welfare. I was on welfare when I was a kid and I laughed so hard. I'm like, and then it was the, Kylie had to say the word for me because I say it when I. The abattoir? Yes, the abattoir full of retarded children. I'm like, oh, that's so not PC nowadays. Oh, (laughs) Oh, it was awesome though. I don't think it necessarily was, but I mean, back then I don't think anybody really cared, but I think the point of it even back then was that it wasn't supposed to be. I think. Well, I know, but Rorschach is supposed to be like. There's a group of people that really didn't get that, and I think Alan Moore's fucking just rolling his eyes at those people still that like idolize Rorschach it's like Rorschach is like a racist dude and like a fascist and like you're not Mm -hmm. supposed to think he's this cool character like he's the most interesting character of the story and that's cool like if to say he's your favorite character from Watchmen like I'm not gonna beat you up over that but there's some people that really like didn't get that you're supposed to dislike Rorschach to some degree he's supposed to make you feel very uncomfortable yeah because Rorschach is my favorite but he definitely makes me feel uncomfortable but he's also the Mm -hmm. one that's like there's just like a lot of complexity in there and it's like he he has his one way of thinking and he doesn't change it I'm like that's just really interesting character the rest of the Watchmen characters are somewhat one note characters like you kind of know like Dan is like shy and like a little bit underconfident that's Dan like Rorschach it's harder to explain who he is like there's there's a lot more there's a lot more depth to who Rorschach is but yeah like uh I like the fact that he makes you feel uncomfortable just because it's kind of the idea of that there's that feeling I think where parts you ponder that even me who was on welfare you're like ah they're cheating the system so i think it's easy to gravitate towards how he's thinking and i he it's just he's really funny (laughs) rorschach goes from zero to 60 real quick because he just snaps the dude's pinky finger wasn't that the best and he just keeps (sighs) talking to everybody i am snapping the other finger right now he's like who knows anything about the murder no how about the middle finger crack (laughs) it's like oh you motherfucker (laughs) and it was a sad little guy that he goes please we don't know anything man just let him go the shock and horror on that dude's face i know right (laughs) (sighs) david gibbons man i feel like he's not it's weird because Watchmen is like I feel like the go-to like book for a lot of people like what's the best comic book of all time like you know what I mean like it, whether you think it is or it's not that's kind of the go-to like Watchmen is not underrated by any means it's very celebrated but Dave Gibbons as an artist is not brought up with true with like the list of like who are the best artists like he drew 
you know, what's considered the best comic book of all time, or at least in the conversation of it. And the book looks amazing still today. I don't think it looks that dated. Like some comic books you it's read, stylistic. you look at it and you go like, oh, I, I like, you know that you're reading an older book. I don't really get that from Watchmen nearly as much. Like obviously the coloring looks different than how we color stuff today. Yeah. But like, I still think the artwork really holds up. I don't feel like it's like, oh, this is an eighties book. If that makes sense. So, um, so Rorschach accepts that none of them know anything and he leaves. This is one of the uh, biggest differences from the movie. And I, I, I don't know what the reason to change this was. But in the book, Rorschach now goes to Adrian to warn him about this mass killer that he thinks is in the comedian's death and stuff. In the movie, they chose to have Dan go to... Uh, to Adrian and that's where he's like waiting there and he's like got his little Mendeus action figures and stuff whatever and he's like hey I just want to let you know this thing's going on and Rorschach came to me and blah 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 so like this scene of Rorschach talking to Adrian we don't see in the movie and I don't know why they decided to change that but maybe because they're talking about Nazis yeah maybe or maybe they were just trying to spread it around so that way like other characters got more scenes maybe of just in the movie focusing they were on Rorschach too much trying to show because here you, you get it, like, but like, wasn't he having a press conference? Wasn't he having like a business so. meeting or something? Yeah, and or, like, yeah. this is at night. Rorschach has snuck in. Or yeah. Dan actually goes up to this scene at Happy Harry's doesn't exist in the movie either. Actually, in the movie, he mm-hmm. goes straight from the Owl Cave to go see Doctor Manhattan and Lori. Um, I think it's more of a possibly a reality thing in the sense of. You know, Rorschach is moving so... In this book, the purpose is is that you have his diary, right? Driving the story. In mm-hmm. the movie, you you don't necessarily have that. It's so, kind of He's still kind of the narrator, but it's not nearly as right. enforced as it is so, in the book. Why is he showing up here? I know why in the comic, but maybe that's why in the, the movie. It's one of those things where like neither version is neither better yeah, or worse. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. I'm, just, I'm more just pointing out the differences as we go, just for the shit and giggles of it. Um, also, Aaron brought up on the movie podcast that you oh, said... Oh, no, no. Okay. Oh. Oh, you can no, say... Well, you oh, mentioned that there, there were no action figures in the podcast and maybe did not I? I did not listen to the podcast you were on it there's a, in the movie I wasn't not on it <laughs> there's on action it. figures in the movie he has them on his desk no but in the, when we were doing the movie when you you were like there, he didn't have action figures in the did I book. say that I think so oh did I and I said oh look honey they're action figures I wasn't saying it mean or I wasn't like on I it but I was so that. excited because I was like look honey he's playing with and I noticed that it looks I'm like one of them wrong, I look like true. one of them had bendable little legs and I was like even then and look at them. Little it's like a, they're all like really cool. Um, but I, he does look kind of like a, a schmuck on page. Schmuck. Well, look on page seventeen. He's like, hmm. You know what I mean? Like they played oh, Adrian yeah. Vite very well. Like he was like setting it up. He he he, he, he definitely plays yeah. off as the straight yeah, man. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. I'm like, oh, if you didn't know what happened at the end, he may not have been. I really Suspect. wonder what this was like reading it month to month when it came out when you got to the twist. Oh, I know. At and then the end this this little line here when he leaves and he and he says sure, have a nice day. Yeah. Even though it's nighttime, is that a is that a jab like about the button? Oh, cuz it's smiley nice face. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. That's real subtle if it is. I want to say 
that when I was reading that the next page and he was walking through the rain, I totally didn't get that he was walking through the rain for a minute. And then when he went inside and he was wet, I was like, is he covered in pee? Because it was yellow. Okay, I'm, I'm letting Kylie have this for a moment. I'm like, well, obviously, he's covered in urine. Well, I thought, I was like, I was like, I didn't understand that there was rain. I did, it didn't register in my mind. Got and it. I was like, did he like go through the sewer? I just want to make sure that on page three, you noticed the broken window. She was looking at the wrong panel. Um, Wait a second. Long time listeners get that joke. Yes. If you listen to the Doomsday Clock. Yes. Issue I, two, I noticed. Yeah. Issue two window. of Doomsday Clock. I just yeah. noticed on That was page, like Kylie's like second appearance ever on the podcast. I like to point out page three. He does have a hairy legs. If Kylie's pointing out yes, correctly. Very hairy well played. I like my men Harry. I was just noticing that. Oh. Dr. Manhattan says, good evening, Rorschach. Um, yeah, so Rorschach sneaking into Rockefeller Military Research Center. Um, this is another... I mean, this book's full of like awesome lines that are mm-hmm. super quotable, but another one is Rorschach's uh, journals where he's like talking about how he's going to go talk to Dr. Manhattan. He says, I shall go and tell the most yeah. indestructible man that someone plans to murder him. Um, yeah, love it. And uh, worth noting, because I... Uh, I, I don't know when it shows up for the first time, so if you know, <laughs> if you know, don't tell me because we're gonna go on this journey together. There okay. is there is no blue penis in issue one. That is true. So I'm not sure where the first appearance of blue penis is. Issue two. It might be. Wow, she is calculated. But we're this not way? skipping ahead because I want to just get there when we get there. Lots of blue ass though. Yeah, and it's tone. It's got some tone. Yeah, it does. He's got like, some he looks dimples, like a Greek man. god, dude. Look at that. Oh, we- He's got some little lines there. I think he even explains it too, right? After his accident that he basically like modeled himself to like peak physicality. Like he wanted to look like the peak of human, like what the human body looks like, I guess. That's why he's like buff as fuck. But he well, also doesn't wear clothes because he doesn't give a shit. Okay, so I've recently been, because at work they've been really talking about gender bias because I work with a lot of uh, MD, PhDs and science and I have to admit, and this is one of those things where I hate to say it as a female in comic book industry, but she herself as a character is very... Um, Lori, you're talking about? Yeah, she's really one-sided, like really not uppity, but... And there are moments where she looks like Caitlyn Jenner. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> See, this first issue is like, oh. Caitlyn Jenner didn't <laughs> exist. But she's just like... Dave I don't Gibbons know. predicted the future. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know how to explain it. It's just that feeling of like, well, moral lapses or I don't know, like they just expected or they wrote a woman very one sided of being a feminist, but they didn't really kind of write her. Or she's feel clearly, like a- the, for me, the worst character in Watchmen. Like she's like just her character. She's the one that I identify with or care for the least. What I do think. you think, Mary? I don't like her. I didn't like her in the movie either, really. And, and again, it's not like anything against... I think the actress in the movie plays her very well. I just think the character is like... She's the least likable character, which is really saying something because Rorschach is in this book. I will say I do like this, uh, the top right panel where she's like rubbing her forehead when John is talking. And oh, she's, it's like just... she's so fed up with hearing this stuff. Like, like, oh, like I love, you can already tell that. I love the line, though, from Dr. Manhattan where Rorschach tells him that the comedian is dead and he's like you don't seem too concerned about the comedian's death he says a live body and a dead body contain the same amount of particles structurally there's no difference 
Well, <laughs> what do you say to that? <laughs> well, and then I ponder, and this is where the horrible part comes in, and you guys are males and Mary over here. Is it because Min wrote this that she became such a horrible? I mean, Alan Moore has gotten crap for his treatment of women characters. Obviously, there's the whole controversy about Barbara Gordon and the Killing Joke. I have no um, idea about the controversy there. I was just pondering. No, but uh, he is a he is a writer that's gotten criticism for his his treatment of female characters. Oh. But um, Mary. I mean, even even in this book. He uses a woman's rape as kind of a plot device, right? Like, Well, you would have to. I'm not worried about the plot device. I'm just saying it was almost as if, is she... Yeah, for this one, I think so. Uh has to do with the, the male writing and not having the female perspective. Like, having... If you had more of that, then she'd probably be more likable. You'd have written more her fleshed out. a little more fleshed out. I because s- there's definitely writers, like, in this day and age, they can write women characters really well. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you're doing a great job. She's just like by far the least interesting. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. But it could just be maybe that's just her character. On panel twenty one, because there's some people out there maybe that are just it's like just us. I don't like you. <laughs> but like, see this one right here, this panel right here. It's in theory brilliant. The moral, her moral lapse, as if his oh, statement is yeah. like. But for some reason, the way it's written, he comes off as like. Rorschach refers to her mom's rape as yeah, a moral yeah. lapse. But for some reason, I have no idea what it is. I know exactly what they're trying to do, but it didn't come off because she sounds more like a whiny bitch. She jumps the shish like, you know, he broke her ribs. You know, he but choked her. I don't know what it is. is like, that- to be fair, I'm not trying to like downplay what happened. Like, obviously, she should be very upset about that. But yeah, she does. Exactly. She, she, she jumps is that the, the writing, though? Because I thought the same thing. Well, in the it's obviously one. the writing. Hmm. Again, I love like the lines like we mentioned with Doctor Manhattan talking about the you know particles in a live and dead body because this is the first issue and Alan Moore has to establish who these characters are and so like right in that little blip you kind of get who yeah. Doctor Manhattan is like oh nothing really matters to him he just looks at everything as ones and zero like he's just everything's binary to him everything is numbers and equations like. There's nothing beyond what he can calculate or see. You know what I mean? So I I, I really like the way, like as a first issue of a series, I think this is one of the best because I think it does a really good job of establishing the story and the characters, which I mean, we'll probably talk about a little bit more as we get to the end of the first issue, which we still got a little ways to go. But what I didn't understand is panel, the last panel on page 23, because a, the Why are you jumping clear to the end of the two pages? I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> Go for it. Number one, I did like the whole jump. I'm going to stop because I did love page. Ooh, took me a while. 22. I like the fact that he just jumped Watchmen out. He does this to Little Rorschach a lot. Yeah, and it, it's it's done another one that's just done really well in the movie too. Like I love the effect where he's like, I think you better go Rorschach. He's like, I came a long way to see you, and I'm not leaving until <laughs> he's just outside. It's like you motherfucker. I mean, just <laughs> and then Rorschach's probably thinking like, you motherfucker, you could have at least sent me home. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, right? He's outside the fence in the rain. Rorschach even has like, a home. He does have a house. You see it later. Okay. I didn't know that. Ch- yeah. As far as I know, he lives in an alley, so spoilers. You do know yeah. he has a home. No, I movie? don't. After they break out of prison, he has to go back home and get his extra face. Oh, oh we know in the movie they just get it back out from the Ah, uh, oh, so that is sugar. different. Yeah. Did Never you guys mind. You didn't ah. know that. <laughs> I didn't Wait, know that for getting So I went back to look at his mask to see how many ch- times they changed it. He's eating sugar. 
he ate the sugar that he stole or took from his house. That's what he's eating right there. Okay. Um, Sorry, it was he. Was, he that, spilled, was that a big mystery? Well, no, it's not really a mystery, but I was wondering why he spilled that can of little little green bricks right there. The the, the can that says sugar. Yeah, I <laughs> I get it, but I'm just saying I notice it because I was awesome. I'm moving on. Baron um, noticed the sugar. I it's like clear. Sugar. It's clear that Lori's like tired of being cooped up. Like she's stuck there with Doctor Manhattan all day. And like they they kind of tiptoe around saying that like she's basically no, paid by the government to fuck Doctor Manhattan. Like they didn't tiptoe around it. She well, actually she, stated it. Well, well, the words they use is like they keep me there to keep him happy and relaxed is what she says. But it's like obviously it's because mm-hmm. like they they, they do it's... they they show you that Doctor Manhattan's like pretty sexual at, at one point, but then he also loses interest in her at, at another point. Anyways, what I'm getting is she wants to get out of the fucking research facility and he's like and she's like maybe i'll call dan like rorschach brought up dan or whatever and like dr manhattan like could give a fuck less. like yeah go ahead i wish i could join you but i can't like i'm really close mm-hmm. on a breakthrough of this fucking big ass word you can't understand so <laughs> i'm not even gonna try to repeat it so here. do you think that's why she gravitated so quickly to dan because i couldn't figure out like she kept saying Dan's it's a man name. giving her attention I think, but he wasn't even giving her attention at the time. She didn't no, but even... like when they she oh, gravitates yeah. towards him once they start talking. So at this picture right here, did he know she was going to have an affair on him or not? No, because I don't do you notice so. the picture? How he? I can't tell if he is he sad. Like but his vision figured, of the future is clouded right. at this point. Remember? No, I didn't remember no. that. But this is the only thing: is like, is he smiling because he figured it out, or is it? I think he's just happy. I think they're they're showing you that he's happiest at work is what they're mm. it's like that's his happy place. He's, he's a workaholic. He, would, he mm. would much rather be working than spending time with Lori. So once he knows she's leaving, he smiles because like, okay, now I can get down to the real stuff. Okay, that's the way that. I took it. Um, so Lori meets Dan at this restaurant. They uh the conversation's almost identical from the one they have in the movie where they talk about like, Oh yeah, I remember when this happened and Whatever. The guy who likes to get punished. That's so funny. (laughs) That's on the next page. Um, Lori talks about, like, remember how dreadful my costume was? And Dan's like, oh, yeah. I know, I like it. I mean, just (laughs) dreadful. I mean. But you did point out in the movie. That short skirt you wore? When you pointed out in the movie, you're right. When Rorschach, I think Rorschach was walking by when they were having... Uh, they walk past him when they leave yeah. the restaurant in the movie. Yeah, they don't show that in the comic, but I kind of dig that in the movie because Warshak was really kind of like in the background a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I kind of dig that. Only part. thing that was a cutout. That was that was part of the director's cut of the movie. Maybe I think that was which is the version I've seen the most. That's the version I'm going to refer to. Um, it's interesting to me that Dan kept the the button with him, like that he's yeah, like carrying right? it, that he's carrying it around with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, like that to me is kind of showing you that like he still has this like yearning to yeah. do, but he doesn't have the strength or confidence to be like, I'm coming back. You know, um, 
<laughs> this is really funny. Yeah, they're talking about this. Remember the one guy that pretended to be evil just so he could be, you know, beat up and punished or whatever? And Laurie was saying something like, oh, yeah, he tried that crap on me one time. I told him, like, to fuck off, whatever. Whatever happened to that guy? Is it, Dan's like, he tried on Rorschach, and Rorschach threw him down an elevator shaft. <laughs> that and was they both, a great They both just started both <laughs> up laughing. And they're like, oh, that's not funny. We shouldn't laugh at that. Can I point out Laurie's hair for just a second? Go to okay. the previous page. Hey. Uh, that's her nice. hair... Looks like it goes into something that looks like a necklace, but then down at the bottom right, it looks like it goes up go. into an earring. I don't understand it. Oh, yeah. I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> I know. So this it's is just a little thing that I'm like, I don't. This what is the is best this? part. Look I right just... above her cleavage. I know. I see it. Okay. I, I, I assume maybe it's a bead, and maybe there's one on the other side, but her arm's covering that one up. Maybe. So it just doesn't look symmetrical to you. I, I I wasn't annoyed by that. I was more annoyed, not annoyed, Wait. but I was impressed with the fact that that dress held those boobs up. I was like, well played with the bustier there. <laughs> this line is a little too on the nose for me. I get it, but Which it's one? it's a little bit the the last one here where she's like she's like oh like it's good to laugh like that. There aren't very many laughs around these days. And he goes, well, what did you expect? The comedian is dead. How is I? This is the best part. What cracks me up is. They wrote that line, and that line never existed. So it couldn't have been. It's brilliant in its form, but you've seen it in the movie. Do they say it in the movie? I don't think they even say it in the movie, do they? I'm not too sure. I, don't, yeah, I, I just think it's it's brilliant in the fact that if you look back, it's not old or new or anything like that. No, it, well I'm done. not saying it's unoriginal. I just it, it just feels very on the nose to me, like very like oh, like it's very like no one's laughing because the comedian is dead. I don't know. It was just I don't know. I get what you, yeah. It's too clever. Maybe <laughs> I, I think it. I think Stupid Alan Moore. Think, I think Alan Moore thinks it's really clever, but I don't. <laughs> Damn, he is calling you now. Uh, He's calling you to mob up. Hey, motherfucker, why are you talking shit about my books? <laughs> are we, wait, aren't you going to look at the pictures in the next part? There's, sure, I There's can a couple. look. No, I was we'll just looking. <laughs> um, so that's the end of the issue proper, but we also do have the, the back matter here that we're going to go over, which is a part from Under the Hood, which is Hollis Mason's autobiography about being the original Night Owl. Did you read that, Mary? Um, oh, did anybody skip me. it? Because you were notorious for skipping the back oh, yeah. in, uh, Oh, I didn't read any of this like the first time I read Watchmen. <laughs> really? Yeah, like oh, wow. it wasn't until later times that I was like, he's judging you, you, you all over. Like, oh, there's no pictures. I'm skipping past. <laughs> oh, and even even reading it again today, I got bored. I was like, really? oh god. Oh, really? I'm so used I like to the, reading like the, the comics that the two chapters they give us. I like the story. You were bored. You didn't get <sighs> caught up in it a little bit. A little bit. I don't know. I'm just. I'm so not used to looking at just words on a page anymore. <laughs> and I think this, for some reason, this one. I don't know if it's because I've read it so many times, but like reading it again this time, I'm like, I swear this was. It, I know it wasn't in the movie. No, but no. I swear, like. The guy coming out with the breasts on and everything. I'm like, I, I yeah. have, vi I vividly see this picture because you've read it because so I've read times. it so many times yeah. that I'm like, I know. I've seen what you just like visualizing men with fake boobs. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm with Kylie on that. It actually, the way the story was written, by halfway through this, I was wondering to myself, how did someone come up with that story? It was so brilliantly written that the writer was writing about a guy who was learning how to write mm -hmm. with a gal at a supermarket, right? It was just 
very cool and I thought it flowed very well and I enjoyed it. But I could see what you're saying. Number one, it doesn't have a lot of pictures. So if you bypass it the first time. For a comics fan, it's a bit of a struggle. It's been a couple. And, and I did like, uh, for people who have seen the TV show. Oh, yeah. When they talk about him reading in the newspaper, The Hood of Justice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, oh, we Ooh. get to actually see that yep. happen in the TV show. You get to see the origin of mm-hmm. Hood of Justice. You get to see that. That stuff. was you're really like, cool to read about it. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was so have was you guys watched the television show? No. Oh, dear. The HBO show. I've heard nothing but amazing things. We need to have them over. Have yeah. Them watch them. Oh, my God. It's right. amazing. Um, in the book, Hollis Mason talks about moving to New York from, was it Montana, I think? Yeah. In like 1928 when he was just a young kid. Um, he gets a job at like a mechanic shop and uh, the mechanic shop was ran by this guy. Uh, he's talking about like he 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 opens the book with like talking about the saddest thing he could think of, mm-hmm. and that's the saddest thing he could think of is like this guy finding out that his wife is leaving him for was it for another guy that was working in the shop? His head mechanic. Yeah. His head mechanic, yeah, and then yeah, he, I thought um, it was funny because didn't he get the advice from somebody a cashier who, at the Denise? convenience store? Yeah. yeah. Denise, yep. who never sold any books it's like what? She, she wrote like 43 books and... but none of them ever got it's published like he's insulting her too he's like because trust me no one's heard the pitches for these books more than me or whatever Where it's like damn i don't know if it was insulting as in more like i don't think i don't think it was meant to be an insult because he took her advice yeah he I took mean, her advice but that's I... what that's what made it so weird to me because i was like it it sounded like he was kind of like insulting her for a minute nope. but at the same time you're also taking what she said so i don't know i think the change that i think the brilliance of this is maybe i'm not saying i'm old but i'm saying i'm old i'm old old. but i thought the sadness (laughs) part of it was uh quintus i don't know it was brilliant because you look back at that and you see this guy and the here's these people laughing at him like the his saddest moment is falling into that laughter and making playing the uh Oh, what the fuck is that song called? Valkyries? Yeah, oh, Fight of the Valkyries. Valkyries. Yeah. And here's this... Yeah, and that was in the movie. It was? Yes. Is it? Yes. Yeah, that's when... That's Vietnam. I have listened to that's the, the soundtrack. Oh, okay. That's right, because we, we brought about how funny that is, because you see Dr. Manhattan, like, huge coming well, over there. Well played, like, dum, 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 well dum, dum, dum. Oh, did we oh, even mention the... Good the, call, yeah. The quote at the end, which was from oh, Destination Row mm. yeah, by yeah. Bob Dylan. Bob, the Bob Dylan yeah. quote. Is it times are changing? <laughs> oh. No, it's Destination Row, goddammit. It says at midnight. <laughs> I had no idea. All the idea. agents and superhuman crew go out and round up everyone who knows more than they do. I had no idea that in Doomsday Clock that that little thing at the end and that the big bold things at like the beginning, like the big bold title, title, I didn't know that was a pull from the actual Watchmen. So well, reading this, wow, reading okay. this, I was like, "Oh, you see that's how much why Doomsday Clock." Uh, yeah. So reading this issue, did, did it? I mean, do you see how much Doomsday Clock is pulling from yes, Watchmen? Now? Yeah. Yes, it all makes sense to me now. Um, everybody laughs at the guy and then he ends up killing himself by putting his you know hose into his exhaust and I think the even more messed up part of that is his brother takes over the shop oh, and rehires was, oh that was cruel the, the guy as the head that mechanic was so yeah. sad yeah. Like, and oh. it's like oh my god but did I like the very subtle if you when you reach the very end it was that very subtle moment where he goes um, he mentions the fact that he the sadness and that the fact that he laughed at the guy was actually worse laughter than 
what he faced. So he talks about how he was a part of it. Right. Yeah. I laughed at him because yeah, I, so. but it was like this one little sentence, and he, the writer flipped it in so well, where you're like, oh man, well played. It was good. Really. Is that what we should just do from now on? Since Alan Moore doesn't like his name associated with anything, just let's just call him the writer. The, the writer, writer. There you go. The writer. At the beginning says. of every episode, just Watchmen is done by Dave Gibbons and literally no one else. And the writer. <laughs> the writer. The writer. Um, yeah. Sorry, and then he talks about uh, like well. you know I suited up and as an owl because I wanted to do good and it feels good because I wanted to and he that talks was about cool. hooded justice and like Kylie mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, some interesting stuff in the couple of chapters they give you. Did you not feel that he owned it a little bit? Yeah. I like the Who, fact the that... The writer? The writer and uh, Hollis, he owned it. He the writer said and the fictional writer. <laughs> <laughs> he said, because I wanted to. This well, is he's what, excited because he's yeah. like, this is the first guy and damned if I'm not going to be the second. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of enjoyed that because... You just owned up to being what you wanted to do, and it was kind of silly. You put a costume on. Do what I want to do. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Anyways, I kind of dig that. It was it was a free form style that I enjoyed. Mm. All right, Mary. Yeah, on a scale of one to ten, Watchmen issue number one, just the issue one as as it sits by itself. Mm -hmm. What would you give it? I'd give it a ten because it's a really good opening. Sets you up with all these characters and. but it doesn't give you too much yet. I agree. Yeah. Aaron? Because I'm trained never to go straight to 10. You can always improve. I would give it a nine. Not because it's bad or Stingy. anything. Wow. <laughs> yes. No. Um... <laughs> Just like, wow. But I agree. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time I read that book. It was... Not inspiring, but so different, you know? It when was... did you read Watchmen for the first time? God, I today. Well, yeah, today. <laughs> I, I read it in... I, I saw know, the movie first. I didn't read it until after the movie. I want to say, when I was reading comics, I was behind, because I came in late to the game. I want to say, oddly enough, had it been sometime when Kingdom Come came around, because I remember I picked up the news... the new episodes the new issues were coming out and I do remember something about in my mind going it's so different because of the way the artwork was Mm -hmm. but it is one of those so you were in the 90s somewhere somewhere in the 90s yeah I have to say late 90s because I wasn't I mean I was X-Men rogue right with pretty hair and so I was late to the game with Vertigo but I have to admit it was it was quite daring and, and different. It dragged you a little bit along the way. You didn't go into that easy because it was very uncomfortable. It's very heavy too. Yeah, like Alex Ross and his pretty work and like Kingdom <laughs> Come. It's it's almost comfortable, right? It's the norm. And then you have this guy. And I love the fact that they brought up Superman in that oh, story. Oh, that's the other thing too. Oh, yeah, Hollis yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah and which, he... Which is really interesting in a world now where Doomsday Clock exists. 
because that would imply that Superman as a fictional character exists in the Watchmen universe. If mm. Action Comics came out in 1938. Yep. So that would have mean that Dr. Manhattan would have already been aware of, of Superman, or at least the idea of Superman, mm. before coming to the DC universe in Doomsday Clock. So obviously Ooh. they weren't planning on sequelizing this when Alan Moore wrote that that part of Hollis's like book. But uh, it's interesting. The, the, the colors, because he mentioned in his... Colors are so good. Well, he mentioned in the text about how the colors were so brilliant, right? Like mm. happy. And it's the dichotomy of this book is the colors are very bright, yeah. yeah. It's completely different. Yeah. So but no, uh the only reason I give it a nine is comes I'm used to saying it, but this is one of the most enjoyable. And I think oddly enough, the reason I enjoy it so much is also because the movie matched that. You can have that affirmation a little bit. So it, it it goes to the if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's it. Kylie, um, I probably would have given it an eight or nine if we would have done this like a year ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but because this is I don't know, maybe my third or fourth read through at okay. this point, and this has been I mean we just we just went through Doomsday Clock. We had the Watchmen TV show. We just watched the movie recently <laughs> for the podcast. Been a lot of Watchmen. It's been a on. it's been yeah. a Watchmen year for me. This new newest read through for me was just so good. I'm going with a ten. It's, Wait, yeah. you mentioned <sighs> that you noticed something you hadn't noticed before. What yeah, was that? It. It was the, the truck. The truck. God truck. damn it! That was it. I noticed it. Oh, <laughs> on the <yes>. first page. <laughs> I um, noticed it. Honestly, I think this series is like for me as we do these is probably going to bounce between eight and ten. I don't think there's any. You know what I mean? Um, so just you know. To be fair, that that's where the ballpark of Watchmen is because they, it is that good. But this is a ten for me as well. I think it's a near perfect first issue. Mm-hmm. It establishes the world. It establishes the characters. It sets you up for the mystery that we're gonna be trying to solve and lets you know, like, hey, there's stuff that's gonna happen. Um, again, it's just he's really good at introducing the characters and letting you know who they are in a very short amount of time. Yeah, and pretty much all all the main players are established in this first issue, and that's pretty hard to do i yeah, feel like yeah um, so yeah i think the first issue of watchmen is, is awesome uh something we didn't bring up is uh the watchmen characters originally alan moore wanted to use the charleston characters for this um so it's really funny to look at the the characters because you can really see the correlations between rorschach is the question and uh night owl is blue beetle stuff like that now there is a, a you bring up the question there is a question issue i, I want to say like uh, issue 17 of like mm-hmm. the denny o'neill the old question the old series, question, yeah. where he reads an, an issue of the watchman and he becomes enamored with rorschach and he kind of becomes rorschach in oh, that really? issue. Oh, and the the title cool. of the book is called the dream of rorschach oh. like to the point where like he even gets Alan Moore hates his, the, so the blank face turns into the rorschach mask mm-hmm. at one point he gets knocked out and the the thought bubble does the whole Rorschach thing and he goes, oh. and like, oh, it's, really? yeah, it's, oh, that's, that's pretty awesome. Alan Moore hates that so oh, much. I'm sure. I'm sure. Just like, um, and you know, he's again, he hates adaptations of his work. He hates, he didn't want anything to do with the movie. After, he hated the Watchmen babies. Yeah. Oh yeah. V for vacation. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Simpsons joke. Um, but if, if anyone doesn't know that the original, 
pitch for Watchmen was to use the Charleston characters, and then they they told them that he they because DC had just recently acquired the Charleston characters. They were mm-hmm. still brand new. They were introduced in Crisis on Infinite Earths. So that's the first time we see like Blue Beetle, Ted Cord Blue Beetle in a DC book and stuff. Um, so they had they had Alan Moore use create his own characters, which he was like, "Cool, this will be awesome because then I'll just have these characters and they'll be mine." Um, but the contract the contract <laughs> they signed that Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons signed was that the the characters would be published and then once the book was out of print the rights to those characters would return to the creators that was the deal um, what have they done and at the, at, the, at the time <laughs> they didn't know that this book was going to be what it was going to be and just the trade that i have in my hand right here is the 17th printing Mm. Um, Watchmen has never gone out of print it will never go out of print if nothing else just to be petty and make sure Alan Moore never gets the rights yeah, to those characters again um, so that's probably also why, why he's a little butthurt on Watchmen because he, he feels like he got screwed over well, do, you know, yeah. do you think if this was a Marvel book back in the day that they would have ultimized it at some point like hey let's let's do a modern ultimate watch oh fuck yeah, yeah they would you, have you know? oh. well I mean even DC is like we got to do something because like the movie was coming out and like, but before Watchmen, we got to do before Watchmen. And then even Doomsday Clock is kind of a cash grab too. You know, it's they are, but they're done well. They're, they're done it, well. It's enough. true. And I'm not saying Marvel would but, have but, done but, it well, but DC but... is still definitely like cashing in on oh, that yeah. Watchmen. Like yeah. they, they they won't let the integrity of Watchmen just sit. Like they got to make every buck off of it possible. So here's a question for but you. But they are they are just slamming it into the ground like. Sure. Harley and Deadpool, where it's like, okay, enough. I've had enough. No, Deadpool, you can never have enough. I'm so sorry. Oh, you definitely can. Oh, hush. But my question is to you guys, I don't have the greatest memory when it comes to anything. But when you look at this, this book was so important in the genre. And you look at the writing. Can you see now where this book, was so informative to the writers and artists you are reading today. Do you see kind of like ripples or reflections of this in the artists? Oh, oh big yeah. time. Oh, Tell yeah. me, uh, again, this is where I've A, been drinking beer, mm-hmm. and B, I'm old. This, this book, like, well, he asked you when, when the first time you was, you read it. I remember when I walked into my first comic shop, I had read comics, but when right. I walked into... A comic shop to set up a hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dark Knight Returns was out. I can't remember what issue of Watchmen was out, but Watchmen was still coming out mm-hmm. in single issues. Um, but it wasn't until, and I couldn't tell you the year off the top of my head, but when I was working in Africa, that's when I read Watchmen for the first time. Really? And I waited that long because it was so, you know, Regarded? in your face. And, oh. and it was just like, I don't. I don't know if I want to read this. What just, if it sucks? Yeah, what? Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just been pounded into me that this is the book. This is hmm. it's like a Bible. Yeah, in, in comic I don't stores. Think so I was very aware of. I mean, you, you work in a comic shop. How many of these trades go through the store? So many. I mean, I'm just constantly on any given. It. Yeah, I mean, Watchmen. Yeah, it's. But I meant artists. Well, no. Eight, number one, I didn't realize my husband hadn't read Watchmen until Africa because we were married by that time. Mm-hmm. So you and Amy, she's like Africa, basically I wouldn't have married you if I yeah well no <laughs> I mean number one Africa was 
horrible for you. So this probably wasn't the right book for Africa at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> what a depressing uh, book to take to Africa. Oh, oh no! I listened to a lot of Tool and Rob Zombie. Oh my God, Africa! Red Watchmen. Good God, what an experience! Yeah, I was like, oh. But I, I, took, I took a DVD player oh, with me. God bless you. Um, and it was just a tiny little guy that I could hook up to a television. And the DVDs I took mm. were not what I should have taken to Africa with me. Because well, it was like art house movies. And yeah. it's like, no. So we yeah. I need the, a rom-com. I, I, the, the, the ones I watched a lot because the only funny ones I took were Anchorman. Mm-hmm. I watched the shit out of Anchorman. So we should probably rephrase. Kung, Kung Pao Enter the Fist. When we uh, say Africa... The, the 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 country Abba. of Africa, but Abba. it was it's yeah. Abba. Is there another uh, Africa? Abba. No, <laughs> I, I meant I didn't want to say I didn't want to say it's all Nigeria. of Africa. It was it, Nigeria. was it was even then people from Africa. Shush! I didn't yeah, want to. I don't know <laughs> where, did, where this just took a turn. It's what is happening? All exactly? of Africa. Well, I didn't want to. Well, it was Africa the most is big. Well, no, it was Kinda one of the most. Big. <laughs> <laughs> he can't go to he can't be in all of Africa. <laughs> I'm just saying it was one of the most um dangerous uh areas and resisting Toto, resisting Toto. Even the people who are like, You're going there, Kylie. Yeah, How did we get on this? Anyways, <laughs> moving past that artist-wise or writers now that you see these characters kind of imbue imbune. Do you guys see that? Have people oh, yeah. actually said that Watchmen drove this oh, character? Oh, yeah. Which ones? This I've... character? Well, what you character? Know, you know what I'm trying to say? I don't think necessarily characters, but I think Watchmen was the first... Pe- people talk about... I mean, it's been beaten to death, but it's like Watchmen was the first like deconstruction of superhero comics. And I think that, uh, okay. I that was what... the thing that people were like, oh, you can take these characters and strip them down. And really look at the fundamentals of what makes it because like Watchmen is the first comic to be like superheroes kind of suck, like and this is why okay. you know what I mean. And that wasn't ever a lens that we got to see superheroes through before, at least not in this medium. They weren't the idolized superheroes. That, exactly, that we had. It, it it really felt like they were saying, "Hey, what? Let, let's take superheroes and put them in the real world." Mm-hmm. And like with the exception of Doctor Manhattan, because he was a real person until. A, the experiment like but he still feels like earlier. a real character though the way yeah, exactly, he's written here exactly but yeah it's uh, we could go we could and plus also this. the the political commentary here which still was fairly new to comics at that point i don't think no. like Fr- frank miller was doing a lot of stuff comics were never yeah. political before <laughs> never <laughs> no never. no definitely not, but but not in the way that this one is uh, I mean, again like, i would obvi- argue that but well yes. i mean like okay jerry siegel and joe schuster were talking about like business corruption in the 30s with superman and stuff i get all that like superman fights for the little guy i get i get all that but i mean this one is like talking about like countries on the edge of war and like what that does to the psyche and they, they talk about like rorschach has like ptsd almost to a point where it's like he's oh, so bad you know what i mean like it was never done in the way this book does it i don't believe or at it least was not more or at least dark. it was yeah comics were taking a darker turn during the 80s oh very much so. i mean so, like i said that and dark knight returns dark knight, frank miller's oh, daredevil run also pushed that yeah the darn plus you had the rise of vertigo and stuff coming up fairly gritty, soon swamp yeah. thing and all that yeah it's yeah so was uh vertigo because i know they shut this down this was not Vertigo. No, no this it was, was just it's just Vertigo. DC. Yeah. And I kind of feel bad that Vertigo ended, though I can see why. But 
I don't know. I enjoyed that kind of dark turn the comics took at that point. But yeah, I do remember that uh, it's uncomfortable to read. Mm-hmm. But Watchmen was so changing in the whole. Was Vendetta before or after Watchmen? Ooh, after I, I want to say. I want to say. Yeah, because that's Vertigo. Because V for Vendetta yeah, is that Vertigo. Was, okay. So that, yeah. Because V for Vendetta. I don't know if it's as good as Watchmen. Is that Dave Gibbons as well? Is no. That Are you who, sure? Who, who I don't be? think so. Um, we'll have to double check. All I know is it was, um, I don't know if it was as uncomfortable, but it was just as. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was just messed up. As, I've seen the movie. A, I enjoyed the movie. Don't. I enjoyed the movie and the comic. Let's see. I'm pulling it up right here. Sorry. V for Vendetta. Um, it's David Lloyd draws draws it. Yeah, so I, I could just picture the art in my head, and I'm like, that's not Dave Gibbons, I don't think. But so, I mean, that's another gorgeous book, I though. Have to ask, what has Dave Gibbons done recently? Oh, nothing. Nothing recently. <laughs> you know what? And she enjoyed it. So. I know. It's Dave Gibbons. <laughs> <laughs> the other, Sorry. the other big thing he did that I love is the. Uh, Superman for the man who has everything story, which is one of my favorite Superman stories. So he didn't come back for Doomsday. Which is oh no, I don't know. I mean, they got, they got Gary Frank. Gary Frank. Oh, you um, just said that. But, uh, but Alan <laughs> I was Moore, trying to be smart. Gary Frank. <laughs> I was trying to but be quick. But that was actually the last thing they did before this. Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons did the for the man who has everything Superman story, which is which was right before Watchmen. What was the last so. thing Alan Moore has done? Uh, the still, last thing he did, he still pipes up once in a while, doesn't he? And puts out like some well, image stuff. Uh, no, no. God. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, the last technical, technically, the last thing he did was uh, a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen before he retired. Okay. Really? That? Oh, I thought there was more recent stuff he's done. And that that was that was it. The last he just did the last one last year. The last oh, League of oh, Extraordinary okay. Gentlemen story. Okay. I mean, he announced his retirement way before that. Oh yeah, yeah. he was. And a... then League of Extraordinary Gentlemen kept coming out with a new series. Yeah. <laughs> and then a couple years later, another one would come. It was like it's very much like when Mignola, like I'm, I'm oh, yeah. done. I'm gonna focus no on my Hellboy, painting, yeah. and it's like I'm seeing more Hellboy than I have in the last five years. Yeah, no like, what is happening? As long as the checks keep cashing, he's going to keep doing exactly. it. Okay, Mary, let's do some weekly picks. Okay. What do you want to tell the people about this week? Uh, Severed. I'll talk Ooh. about Severed. Oh, did you read it? <gasps> did you I read did. It? Yes. I read Severed yeah, and I read The Milkman Murders. <gasps> oh my God, tell me. I think I probably liked uh, Severed more than the <gasps> other one. I still like both of them. Um, I really Severed's like... a little more disturbing, I think, in a way. Really? I, I thought so. The Milkman yeah. Murders... Murders is messed up. Don't get me wrong. It's messed Severed up. is the Scott Snyder book, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I am. Um, keep going. Thar was really great in it, and both of them. I just, I really like those stories where it's like it's not a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't. Right? It's like, oh yes, uh, it's like satisfying to me for some reason when it's like oh, it's not a happy ending, like like how other stories. You're go. gonna love <laughs> Watchmen. Like, like <laughs> so wait, so I love. Seven. Have I got a book for you? Don't get me right. Don't get me right. Don't, Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is. Don't get me right. I am using that. Don't get me right. Now, when I before I say this, I just want to let you guys know. No, don't get me right here, but <laughs> that this one will live in my... infamy. Yeah. We got to change the swamp thing. Don't get me right. Oh, oh. guys. Um... Oh. God, this podcast has given us some gifts. 
Shush. Swamp thing. Gifts? Don't get me right. Gifts. 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 Oh, gifts. gifts. With a T. <laughs> like, no, the podcast <laughs> has produced zero gifts. <laughs> or gifs, however you choose to say it. It's gifts. All right. When I... When, don't get me wrong. <laughs> she was slowing down, so she's like, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up, Aaron. Don't do it. When I read Milkman Murders, damn it, is it murders? Or is murders. it murders? Murders. Murders. <laughs> this is my fourth beer of the night. And they're tall boys, should, too. Should we move on to your weekly no, break and no, talk no, about no. this off topic? No, 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 no. I, enj- I found it so creepy. Did you not think the the, the, the whole idea of the neighborhood, the terrifying. people? Severed is more terrifying. I'm sorry, go on. Are you serious? Severed is more serious. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that is your neighbor. Super ethereal. <laughs> Shh, Tyler, do it's it one more time. Uh, Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? I guess maybe <sighs> Severed is so far away, and may- again, I think. That reality of horror and the fact that that's your neighbors next door. Those are the people. That's that in itself is reality. Severed is nothing, right? That's a story. But having people, I guess so. Or is it murderers? (laughs) You know, I like to point out. What's your pick? What's your pick, Aaron? Uh, Outsiders on HBO. Outsider. You know what? I was like, oh, that's an old movie. Stay <laughs> old, pony boy. I hate everybody here at the moment. I'm going to drink one more beer after this. However, who is Bateman was an excellent director. There were two episodes on HBO. It was fascinating. And Kylie listens to books on tape. Sometimes we drive around. He'll throw the book on tape. I actually listened to pieces and episodes not episodes, but chapters when Kylie and me were driving to an errands or going to his parents' house. But Oh, is it a book? Is that mm-hmm. it's a book? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Oh my god. It is it's... fascinating. And they did so good in those fir- first two episodes. I mean amazing. And it's creepy and it's heartfelt because of the actors. But if you guys have a chance, um number one, okay, first watch Watchmen for the HBO still putting out that good content, then, huh? You know? Oh, it everybody is. was like, "Oh man, I can't wait for Game of Thrones no. to be over, so I can cancel my HBO." Uh, Watchmen was great. Outsider, like I said, I this is I'm just when's Westworld coming back? A lot of people like March. Westworld too. Oh, okay. I'm excited about Westworld too. Yeah. But no, it was just it was so well paced and well done. And again, I didn't read the whole book. It was kind of moments where I caught in Kylie's car. But holy crap, the actors brilliantly chosen. But if you guys have a chance, number one, first choose for the love of God, Watchmen. But then, um, for the outsiders. love of God, for the it was enjoyable. You have to admit, Kylie, yeah, did so great job. I am so sorry. Keep going, <laughs> um, Kylie. Your, your pick, pick too? Uh, yeah, <laughs> because right. there wasn't really a lot this week. But yeah, be it. No, I, what, I didn't there? have. What, what <laughs> no, there? they're good she place. So good place. <laughs> yeah, good place is great, but the outsider was. Amazing. Oh, it was amazing. If McCord um, was here, he'd pick that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was good um, though. It's it. So far, there's only two episodes out of I think eight or ten that they're doing, um, mm. and it's it's one of the best 
Stephen King adaptations I've seen. Uh, Which they, is really saying something because that oh, motherfucker yeah. has had everything he's ever written adapted. Uh, and there was, there was some little things. <laughs> we that, talked about Mark Miller last week. Nobody fucking touches Stephen King. That motherfucker has more shit adapted than oh, anybody. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking to Luke, uh, who's who uh, is a big Stephen King fan as well, he was like picking out like the weird little things that they changed. Like the book took place in Oklahoma, but the TV show takes place in Georgia where they filmed it. And I'm like, okay, that's not a huge thing and like the detective son and the tv show is dead but in the book he was just off at, at camp you know and i'm okay. like those are just little things but like watching those first two hours i'm like man they are hitting maybe there's a reason to change everything. it though like maybe there'll be a reason yeah, later be. on but there yeah um but i don't what, mind it if there's a reason i don't like change for the sake of change yeah, so like exactly. if, they, if there's something that comes up later but like, it, oh that's but why nothing they did that. re- it wasn't really screaming at me like they, mm. they changed that it, yeah. like for me it was like oh my god they're really hitting Everything the like yeah. there wasn't anything missing that I could remember. Um, and after that first episode, I remember thinking almost through the you know, by the end of that episode, I'm like, this whoever directed this episode, it was good. And mm. it was fucking Jason Bateman directed those first two episodes. Wow, Bateman, great, and check that out. Yeah, please do because the pacing, the music, and uh, he is and quite a Mendelson, Ben Mendelson, who is always just playing a douchebag. Oh. Mm. <gasps> Good, is, right? Is playing like in the in the book. He's he is one of the guys you're rooting for. So when he popped up on screen, I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna like him because I'm used yeah. to seeing him like he's the evil bastard in Rogue One. Yeah, and Ready Player One, and he's just always a, a douchebag. But oh, he's good. He does a good job. So I have to admit, though, I she always has to admit things. Shit, you're right. <laughs> I totally do. Don't get it right though. Let her don't just... yeah. don't get it right. Let her admit. <laughs> so. If you guys do watch like Watchmen or anything, <laughs> or come over and watch Outsiders, I really like. I like my husband a lot. Oh, shout out to my old Kylie because there is those moments, and I have been drinking. But shut up, let me finish this. Hold on, Tyler. Hold on, keep with me. Is when you actually watch these things with Kylie, he um, he talks about like book because he reads all this shit so it's informative so he'll actually stop and talk he has to like you. a commentary track. well a little bit actually because we'll not to the point of annoyance no don't oh, do God, that kylie no. i hate that because i'll ask him like so what oh did wow you... i do that i know and i hate oh it. no because i'll ask him like well because i remember things about listening to the car about the book and he'll explain things like oh no i was really impressed why the pacing and how this worked or how this worked so it actually helped me understand more and i enjoyed it more because kylie was so excited about it so if you you guys will have to come over and watch it with me and kylie because it was kind of exciting first watch it okay Tyler. tyler okay um i am so sorry Something I don't talk about much on this podcast for obvious reasons is... Spider-Man? No. Sex. Yeah, I'd never talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> I was all... Um, I went seems so random all Spider-Man? Sex. Um, I, thought like, was being sar- I thought he was being no, sarcastic. No, I don't talk about... Oh. I don't talk about my love of sports very much on this podcast for obvious reasons. You gotta about love sports. sports. I do. I do. I love sports, but I, I, I'm a big sports. sports fanatic, especially NFL football. Let's get spanic. that ball and put it in that thing That's right. or Go kick it sports. through that thing. But what I'm getting at is, is, uh, or throw that thing to that person. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear god, this thing. is so funny. There's a point to this, I promise. Uh, this week, uh, Netflix released this documentary they did on Aaron Hernandez. Um, oh, yeah. If anyone's unaware, he was the uh, murderer. The he was on the, the Seinfeld episode? No, he was the, uh, um, no, he no. was the tight end for the New England Patriots that was convicted of murder a couple mm-hmm. years ago. And, did um, he die? He ended up committing suicide in his in his prison cell. But <gasps> um, it was a whole thing that I remember when it was going on, it was a big deal. Netflix did this whole thing like inside the mind of Aaron Hernandez with a bunch of like his family members mm-hmm. and people that knew him and whatever and it's it's a three part documentary series I've watched like one and a half parts of it whatever and it's really freaking good um, so if anyone's even if you're not into sports like if you're just into like kind of like inside the mind of a killer type shows it's one of those Keith Hernandez but this guy That's Keith Hernandez um <laughs> But was he? this guy just happened to play football. But he's if you're into murderer shows, it being a football it? player. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that he was he was accused of of murdering three people. He was convicted on one. He was acquitted of the other double murder. But there was a lot of evidence pointing towards him being guilty of the other two as well. But so what was it exactly? It was because. Well, you have to watch a... the show. No, 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 no. <laughs> we can tell He's... you off, Mike. It's on Netflix. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on Netflix. It's a three-part. Each one's like an hour. So it's like a three-hour documentary to watch it all together. I, I, I'm really, really digging it. So, like yeah. Yeah, that's my pick. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of something different for me to pick. From what? Once. So, yeah. Uh, next week, comic book club. Why are you looking at me? Because, because it's your you pick. It. Oh, what Lock we and Key, <laughs> Volume 2. Head Games. Yes. I have to ahead of the uh, just in time for is there a head game song? Kylie pulled a block and key season one. Oh, is the hardcover on the did you I buy pull American, the I like series foreigner. one and two? Yeah. Do we know? Mm-hmm. Is this lock and key series? Are they going to put it out whole season or yeah, is it going to be because sometimes they sometimes they like to do Half weird no, things? It, it'll be the, the first okay. the first season streaming February seventh. Okay, it's the third so season. I wonder how far they're going in the first season like how far into the story they're going because that trailer looks pretty ambitious so yeah. totally well, ambitious. It, did you ever see the trailer for the fox pilot yeah mm-hmm. that looked like the whole first trade. trade yeah yeah and i could see if they did like six two-hour movies how they could pull something like that yeah off. um i prefer a tv series because they can really go into a lot more hopefully that's what depth. we're getting Yep. So yeah, we'll be doing Comic Book Club for Lock and Key, which is uh, you know we mentioned Stephen King earlier. Let's talk. Joe Hill is Stephen King's son, and Gabriel Rodriguez. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll do that next week. Make sure you guys are following us on social media everywhere. Fortress of Comic Dude Podcast. Check out the Nerd Dome Podcast. Is the other podcast that Kyrie's on. Hashtag, Hashtag fuck, fuck you, Charles. Charles. Um, yeah. <laughs> Until next time, guys. My name is Tyler. Hi, Mary. Aaron. And I'm Kylie. <laughs> so quiet. <laughs> oh, who listens to the Listen Men? You do, and we appreciate it. See you next week. Can we read the Listen Men? Yep. Oh.